to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. When will the next recession arrive? Well, there are a variety of factors to consider. There's President Trump's ever-changing tariff policy, the so-called leading indicators in the market, and the Federal Reserve's monetary policy. We are hearing today that the Reserve is going to lower interest rates yet again. Ultimately, though, those are just some of the classic signs for economists to look for. But for the rest of us, it's hard to know when hard to know when isolated announcements like Job cuts at General Motors are indicative of something bigger and more significant. But when the rest of the country catches a cold, uh, Michigan tends to get pneumonia. We've heard that over and over again. And so we watch all of these signs much more closely than other people do. Here to talk with us about the state of Michigan's economy and whether or not we're headed for a downturn is MSU economics professor Charles Ballard. Charlie, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks for having me. So talk about where we are in terms of economic health here in Michigan. I had a conversation with Congressman Andy Levin about a week ago, and he talked about some softening in manufacturing that has him a little bit worried that we are right on that edge of seeing a significant downturn in the economy here. Are you seeing some of the same things? Well, uh, yes, uh, there are a lot of things to be concerned about. I don't, I don't think we're in a recession now, but it's unquestionable that the world economy and the U.S. economy have slowed down in the last year. Um, in Michigan, in particular, I look at the, the employment numbers, and um, as we were coming out of the recession, it, it, we gained, oh, something like 75,000 jobs a year after having lost a lot a, a decade ago. And then in the last couple of years, it was more like 40,000 jobs a year that we were gaining. And then in the first half of this year, nothing. Employment in Michigan has been completely flat. Um, the auto sector, which is less important to us than it was a generation ago, but still pretty important, has been uh, auto sales in North America have been flat for a few years. Uh, you probably saw the report that overall the manufacturing sector is in slight decline nationally. Uh, so, uh, the economy is definitely not growing gangbusters. I don't think we're in a recession, but lots of economists um, suggest that there's a good chance of a recession in the next uh, year or so. So does that industrial sort of downturn make it one of the first places to show signs of a downturn? I mean, in other words, are we leading the national indicators in that way? Well, you you suggested the the saying that a lot of people have about the U.S. economy gets cold and we get pneumonia. Um, a, a lot of that is that even after the shrinkage of the auto sector, motor vehicles and parts are still eight percent of the Michigan economy. That's that's a big. I mean, that's compared with less than one percent of the U.S. economy overall. And the the nature of cars is. You can't put off buying groceries, but you can put off buying a car. Mm -hmm. Thus, the auto sector, like other durable goods manufacturing, has we have big ups, but we have big downs, and and so we tend to have um, the the amplitude of of these changes tends to be bigger in Michigan than in much of the rest of the country. That was certainly true in the Great Recession ten years ago, when nationally unemployment peaked at ten percent. In Michigan, it peaked at 14.6. 
Yeah. Um, when we talk about recessions, uh, there are different kinds of recessions, and they serve different purposes in economic terms. Uh, we have not had a slowdown, a significant slowdown in our economy since the Great Recession, uh, and this is one of the largest or the longest periods of growth and stability. Are we in need of some small correction in order to deal with some of the excesses that exist in the market? And do you see what's coming as that kind of correction or maybe something bigger? Well, I would never say, I'm reluctant to say we need a recession because mm -hmm. recessions always bring pain. Uh, it is true, however, that a, a very frequent pattern in business cycles over the years is that um, on the upswing, people um, start borrowing more than maybe they should, and uh, that certainly is what led to the Great Recession of a decade ago. Um, we have seen in uh, recent years an upsurge in corporate debt, um, and uh, some of that corporate debt has gone to sensible investments, maybe some of it has not. We often do experience a correction, but uh, I, I wouldn't say that we, that we need it. Um, you know, I, I would love to say, uh, it, would, it would make me thump my chest and be proud of myself if I could say, well, exactly, I know that the next recession is going to come uh, in, uh, in March of next year or in December of next year or wh whenever. N neither I nor any economist can predict these things with absolute certainty. I mean, after all, what is the U.S. economy? It's a complex interaction of 150 million households, uh, millions of businesses. And, and so, um, you know, exactly where it's going to go. If I knew, hey, if I knew exactly where it was going to go, I'd, I'd be a billionaire because I'd be able to trade on that knowledge. But uh, take my word for it, I'm not a billionaire. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, it's it's hard to to know exactly. What I'm hoping for is that if we do have a recession, which there's a good chance we will, um, that it'll be a mild one. Uh, uh, I hope that the Great Recession of 07, 08, and 09 is a once-in-a-lifetime experience because it was a pretty jolting um, experience. But it's difficult to say for sure. I mean, we you can spin out a scenario where it's a deep recession, you can also spin out a scenario where we have no recession, and you can you can envision the possibility of a shallow recession. Mm -hmm. uh, my guest is Charles Ballard. He's a professor in the Department of Economics at Michigan State University. We're talking about whether we're headed toward an economic downturn. Are we headed toward a recession? And if so, how would that affect us here in the state of Michigan? Uh, if you want to join the conversation... Give us a call and tell us, are you worried that there is a recession around the corner? And if you are, what are you doing to prepare for one? What will that mean for you financially? How will it impact your family, your expenses? And would you be able to weather the economic downturn, the economic storm, without much change? Is this something that you prepare for and experience cyclically and, and don't have a whole lot of disruption in your life? Or are you really concerned that perhaps you might lose your job in the next recession uh, or that other things that we've seen happen in recent times uh, befall you and your family? As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313 577 
1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there. Or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll try to work your comments into the conversation. Again, call and tell us what you're seeing economically. Is Michigan uh, leading the way into uh, an economic uh, an economic downturn. Uh, before we get to callers, Charles, I want to talk about uh, the impact on jobs and employment. Uh, uh, are we are we about to to see uh, those indicators start showing a slowdown as well? Well, we have seen uh, some, at least uh, a few sets of layoffs. You know, uh, there have been some layoffs in the auto sector. Uh, there have been uh, some plant closings in various places. Uh, it is still true that nationally we have continued to have job growth. Uh, now, the job growth in the last report, the August r- report, which was issued about two weeks ago, was uh, – pretty sluggish. And as I said, we, we haven't had any job growth in Michigan in, in the first half of the year, according to the official numbers from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Um, so whether we're, uh, where, where that's headed is, is difficult to say. In a recession, it's always true that there are actually job losses, not flat jobs and not slow growth, but actually shrinking employment. Mm -hmm. And we haven't seen that yet, but we have definitely seen a slowdown nationally and an even more pronounced slowdown to no job growth in the first six months of this year in in Michigan. And and when we think about the jobs picture, talk about things like the UAW strike that we're seeing unfold against GM right Mm -hmm. now. Does that help things? Does that harm things? Or is that a completely separate uh, kind of issue? Well, no, I think that is a part of the picture. It's, it's a complex part of the picture. Um, the, after all, the, the workers who are on strike, uh, as I listen to the interviews and read the interviews with many of them, uh, they're very highly motivated. They feel, in many cases, that they have not been treated well. Uh, certainly, we know that uh, an auto uh, sector job a generation ago was a, was a ticket to the middle class um, and uh, you know the the inflation adjusted wages of those workers are not as good as they as they were a generation ago um and you've got the uh, the temporary workers which is a concern um so um if they are able to get some concessions that could be good for the michigan economy uh for the long run because it would put more money into the pockets of those those workers but as long as the strike lasts you know there is some some damage. Um, you, you've, if you're a strike, if you're on strike pay, you're not having as much money coming in as you did when before the strike began. That means you're going to cut back on some things. And retailers who service the uh, the families of uh, of GM workers, they're going to see less traffic. Um, if the strike is resolved relatively quickly, you know, if it's if it's measured in days or weeks rather than months. Mm-hmm. I think that that kind of damage will be pretty small. Um, maybe not even really big enough to to show up in any important way in the data. But the longer it drags on, the more it has the potential to um, to, you know, you, you put it in, you put it together with all of these other things are, that are going on. The 
the mess in Saudi Arabia and Iran and the subsequent increase in oil prices, the slowdown of the Chinese economy, slowdown of the German economy, um, the, the trade wars, all of those headwinds for the economy, you put a strike if it's a lengthy strike, you put that on top of it, and and it you know it it begins to add up to trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number on the phones. Let's start with Tom in Northwest Detroit. Tom, welcome to Detroit today. Yeah, good morning to both of you. You know what? In terms of uh, the, could you specifically give like say the I guess the top two, three, maybe the five indicators? And what about you know those of us who have like say invested? money uh, in the you know, uh, mutual funds and all of that kind of stuff. How would this affect us? Mm. A great question, Tom. Thanks for the call. Right. Go ahead, Charles. Well, um, certainly recessions tend not to be good for the uh, stock market. And if you have a mutual, a stock market mutual fund, um, we know from the last recession that the value of those did decrease substantially. Um uh, that's why, uh, um, you know, uh, a lot of people suggest a, a diversified portfolio that involves uh, stocks, but also bonds and and other other assets. Um, a, in terms of indicators, w- um, there's one that I think is worth mentioning. It's a, um, a little bit technical, but it's important because it, it triggered a huge sell-off on Wall Street a, a few weeks ago. Uh, and that is what we call the yield curve. Um, uh, the what what really spooked investors was when the uh, rate of interest on a on a ten year bond uh, dropped short dropped below the rate of interest on a two year bond. Why is that important? Well, banks and financial institutions, the way they do business is they are borrowing short term and lending long term. Well, if the long-term interest rates go down below the short-term interest rates, their business model is is in trouble. That's why the so-called inverted yield curve has been, in many cases, a signal of of a coming recession. And that's why many of the analysts, they looked at that um, and they said, you know, it's not an absolute guarantee that it would lead to a recession, but some of the economic models say, well, that leads to a 40% chance of a recession in the next year. Um, and so you've got that, you've got uh, the, the oil prices, you've got the tariffs, you've got, you got just a, a lot of things going on in, in the economy, and that's why econo- economists, myself included, are concerned. There's no guarantee that we're going to have a recession, but it's definitely something that's worth uh, worth thinking about and talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tom, thanks for the call and the questions. Uh, let's go to Vernon in Auburn Hills. Vernon, welcome to the program. Good morning. Interesting show. Uh, I think it's, that it's incredibly impacting the economy, and uh, GM's downplaying the impact is that they're receiving strike pay. It's not like they're getting nothing. But uh, my thinking is, I don't see GM having an incentive to uh, end the strike because they have a 60-day backlog of vehicles, plus they claim they're losing $250 million a day, so they're getting $250 million a day in tax write-offs. Hmm. So they, they have no incentive to stop the strike. Hmm. Uh, that's a really interesting take on what's going on. Uh, Charlie Ballard, talk about uh, who's well, got what motivation here. 
Yeah, um, it, General Motors, um, they, they knew for a long time that there was a possibility that they would be uh, the target of a strike uh, at this time. And so they did what is uh, what companies typically do in that situation. They took steps to try to insulate themselves from the effects, and they built up inventories so that um, it's going to. It would take a very long strike uh, before you had uh, you know you go to the Chevy dealer and they say, "Gosh, sorry, we don't have any anything in stock." Um, that that would argue for them not having a strong incentive to bargain. On the other hand. Um, GM, they exist in a, in a public relations sphere. You know, if they get bad publicity out of this, if they are seen as being the bad guy, um, that would give them an incentive to settle. Um, in particular, uh, there has been a change in recent years in public perception of labor unions. Uh, The Gallup poll uh, not that many years ago, it said that 48, 48% of people had a favorable impression of labor unions. That number is now up to 64%. I think that's at least partly because of the growing public understanding uh, of what we economists call the great divergence, that in the last 40 years, um, CEOs and people with big stock market portfolios and, and those at the top of the economic ladder have done extraordinarily well. The average citizen has done eh, so-so, um, but not great. And there are a lot of, fa- you can find a lot of families who are not, who are actually worse off than they were uh, decades ago. And, and so that public perception, I think, is pushing in the direction of more sympathy toward the union than maybe we would have had um, at a similar time 10, 20, 30 years ago. And, and I'm sure that the people at GM, are they're keeping their finger on the pulse of that. And if they reach the conclusion that they're going to lose customers in the long run because people are going to say GM is a bad guy, well, then that would give them a much stronger incentive to, um, to come to, a, to reach an agreement with the UAW. So there are, there are things that push in both directions, and it really remains to be seen. You know, uh, President Trump just yesterday came out um, – Basically, in support, in support of one of the things that the GM, that the UAW workers are asking for, mm-hmm. which is the reopening of the Lordstown, Ohio of these plant. Plans. So sure. that's a public relations thing that GM cannot ignore. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Charles Ballard, professor in the Department of Economics at Michigan State University. It is always great to have you with us here on Detroit Today. Thank you. Up next, a conversation with Crane's Detroit Business Senior Editor Chad Livengood about the state of Detroit finances six years after the bankruptcy. And, of course, don't forget that if you miss any of today's conversation, you can download the Detroit Today podcast on iTunes. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. Detroit Today.